All right, Inappropriator, I'm back. Last week's episode with the newest paid regular, Lucas Hurl, was a real doozy. And then uh, before that, Steven Garino from I'm Dying up here. We're still waiting for season two. And uh, so all you people talking shit about the show, probably trying to line up an audition for it at the same time, you jackals. Uh, so, and then we had the Mayweather uh, predictions and the recap podcast. You know, uh, I've been burning them out at Inappropriate. I'm a one-man operation, the great Greg Roque, and all my hard work is paying off because I'm now the number 23-ranked podcast in iTunes comedy. So all you cantaloupes out there say all I do is talk about roast battle or shows I'm on. Well, how about this? Why don't you get on a show and you can talk about it on your podcast that you don't have? So uh, be that in mind, I have a repeat guest today. This guy's the real deal. I saw him at the comedy store the other night yelling at a tourist who was touching the ladder while the burner... The great Jeffrey Burner was up the ladder, almost killed the poor kid. I mean, that guy weighs about 100 pounds. The ladder probably weighs 120. And uh, this next guest tore into this girl who was drunk. Just what you want when you're a comedy store employee, a drunk tourist uh, playing footsies with the ladder you're on. Welcome up for the chowman of the board. The real deal, Holyfield, Feng Chow. Hey, Earl. Thank you for having me on. Thank you. I'm, I'm happy to be here to yeah. talk some real life monkey business. Well, because you keep it real, man. You know, you are, uh, you know, one of the few people I've seen get accepted into the comedy store uh, pretty fast. You know, the comedy store is a real jungle. Axel was right. Well, I think I'm just, um, first of all, I'm honored to be there. And also, I think I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I think I'm a fucking animal from like, you know, like from, from another part of the world is, yeah, just animals all over the place. And uh, store happened to be a place to get all this, uh, all this real deals together. Well, there's a lot of unreal deals up at the comedy store. A lot of more jockeying at the comedy store than at the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> but these people have no clue. Well, I think it's, um, yeah, they, well, I, I just hope for the best for everybody, right? Like, I understand everybody's trying to do the, the same thing, and uh, which is, you know. Just trying to make career. it. Right. Trying to make it. Get a career. Yeah, that's why, like, I just, I do want to talk about, are, can we be real? I do really want to talk about that uh, Monday. Yeah, I'm just setting up Instagram Live. We're going to take uh, Inappropriate Earl into the new millennium. Oh, yeah? So Next uh, level, huh? Yeah, I mean, well, I think people think working at the comedy store is a uh, cushy job, and, you know, you just sit there with your thumb up your butt, which might <laughs> be the case if you're working the back door. I mean... <laughs> Uh, they put, I think, some of the slower employees at that gig. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, you're a bartender in the kitchen usually. And uh, that's like high service. You know, all three rooms are sold out most nights. 
you know, last night you had uh, Hinchcliffe's show in the main room. You had the OR show sold out. You had Roast Battle upstairs. Uh, you know, so literally, you know, you have to get hundreds of drinks ready, and it's very quick chop chop i need a vodka martini i need this i need that and you know it's a small uh cramped area and it's right. hot <clears throat> very, fucking very hot, hot back there and then you got these jackalopes uh, <laughs> who uh, want a free soda pop or you know water it's like it's paid regulars you're not even supposed to be back here jackson <laughs> right. tell us how you deal with those people um i you know what actually i love Part of being a bartender in a service bar is good because, it, first of all, we have to deal with all the drinks, like most of the drinks. And uh, you get to see a lot of paid regulars coming in. They hang out. They, they kind of want to, like, I think the kitchen is where the paid regulars kind of want to avoid some of those cantaloupes in the hallway that's why they come here and uh um it's really it's a high pace uh work it's a lot of work but i love it uh it's you learn you learn a lot if you have like a sense of humor your timing has to be really on point to uh get the sense of humor like last night i was at the end of the night i was uh uh, gonna do a shot with one of the door guy like i look at all the door guys as my brothers and one of the girl trying to chime in to the sh to the shot and i said you're not in the shot you're not in this this round i'll do one with you later and the girls start like being so sensitive like oh why are you so mean to me i thought we were cool and i said it's not about you it's about me and this door guy um, it's about that brotherhood we take a shot. It's not that you are not important. And she's kind of complaining and bitching about it. I said, just shut the fuck up. But you know why? Because I'm pouring the shot. That's why you need to shut the fuck up. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, li I, li I like there. It's, it's fun. And you get to talk to some of the painted regulars. You can, you can give them a hard time. The la uh, last time it was really funny. I saw, uh, <laughs> I saw Mr. Marin walk in the kitchen. Mark uh, Marin, for those of you not uh, Netflix special out yesterday, I think uh, Bung Chow gained uh, instant uh, notoriety <laughs> for calling one of the biggest comics in the world uh, Marky Mark twice. And if you know Mark Marin, I, I really don't. He's always kind of nice to me. Hey, what's up, dude? I don't even think he knows my name, nor should he. Uh, he, he he strikes me as the type of guy that doesn't like to be called Marky Mark. <laughs> but that's why Fung Chow is accepted up there because he keeps it real. <laughs> I wouldn't call Mark Marin Marky Mark. Yeah, I, I just think after after that happened, like just I, I, store is really a place that nobody is safe. Nobody is safe. Like people are saying that uh, Mr. Marin did not get teased, does not get teased enough there. It just like it. We're all comedians, right? They, like we we're all comedians without a microphone when you talk to us if you're gonna get teased i get teased there all the time i got uh which you just gotta have like a really good sense of humor to be around other comics i i i that's what i think 
Well, you're right, especially at the comedy store, because the the comedy store is... uh, Weeds out the week very fast. Uh, you know, you have to either be uh, really well liked up there, or you have to be super aggressive, where people are afraid not to fuck with you. Uh, and so, it's very interesting to see the interactions, especially on a roast battle night. Uh, we're not going to talk a lot about roast battle, just because you don't do it. Uh, you know, I'm retired. <clears throat> I get a lot of offers still to battle. <laughs> which uh, really makes the uh, it's got to make the people in the top 10 rankings feel great about their slot when i'm getting more battle offers but that's another podcast uh, but you know it's interesting i think to me the most on tuesday nights when you've got you know like last night you had tony hinchcliffe's uh sold out main room show where you've got his fan base there uh, mm-hmm. you've got the, the roast battle fan base there uh, you know upstairs uh you've got the or uh fan base and, and hanger on type so it's three kind of different groups all forced to intermingle with each other crowd wise and then you've got the comics who go i mean i don't know how many comics were watching tony's show but like you know you've got you know i'm sure there was a couple the main know. room was pretty packed yeah but you, yeah but you got rogan watching and performing you've got bill sure. comb and and then some of the Greg nicer, simmons was on the lineup yeah and then you've got the roast battle comics who are, are sure. in their own bubble and then uh you know you've got the original room comics you know so it's just it's a fascinating uh thing to go up there on any night, really, but especially sure. Tuesdays. But I think Tuesday is getting like, Tuesday really changed a lot. I remember two years ago when I first got hired, Tuesday night for us, OR is really slow. But it, I mean, like it's, I mean, it's busier than before, but, but now Tuesday always sells out. OR always sells out. And now we have the, um, the new thing is the best of the store on Wednesdays. This is the third Wednesday best of the store. It's going to sell out. Like we we kicked out. I I don't know who we removed from the main room. It's a show, but it's like one of our own show. Um, it's getting really busy. But I do want to say, I do want to talk more about the, uh, as a, like anybody come to the store, you want to hang out and someone's gonna tease you someone's gonna make fun of you it's like constantly i get make fun of all the time uh by uh the very notorious david taylor always slamming me about my uh relationship problems while he's this tall bald dude who's alone and lonely with no girlfriends and he bash me but but i take a knee right i take a knee i it's we're, we're all comedians we're all friends Sure, you know, but I have some, and also the 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 great O'Neill brothers always bash me too, and I I talk shit. It's just all about talking shit, and at the end of the night, you 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 know, you say bye to each other, have a good night. I think that's how it works, right? Well, you got to uh, you got to have a thick skin up at the store. <laughs> yeah, you that's know, for sure. Real thick, because. Uh, <laughs> You'll just get uh, demolished up there if you don't like, (laughs) which is why I admire Josh Martin a lot. I mean, Uh but that no, I'm being completely serious. That's a dude who moves out here from New Orleans, uh, has a speech impediment uh, or, you know, some type of 
speech uh, problem or whatever the technical term is. Yeah, it's like English is his second language just like me, right? But I mean, like, he comes to the comedy store, and if I had a speech impediment of any degree, the last club I would go to is the comedy store, just because mm-hmm. the animal's there. And, you know, he took his uh, lumps early on, and, mm-hmm. you know, gave, everyone gave him shit, and, you know, he even did a roast battle one night, which I thought was amazing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, early on, uh, and now he's a paid regular, so... Uh, you know, the last laugh is uh, his. Yeah, I think, right, that's true. I think I heard stories about uh, Josh got hazed a lot uh, before I got hired. Uh, and also, a lot of people just, I to be honest, I don't mean to be saying this in a gay way. I really do like Josh. I like Josh a lot, actually. A lot of people say that Josh is like a, He's a prick. He's not nice. Da 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 da. All this, but because the thing is, they don't know Josh. They all, they all try to to be good friends with or just be, you know, be cool with Josh. But Josh has enough friends at the store or in life. He doesn't need more. Like, why? Like, don't try to. I don't know. Does it make sense? I don't know how well you know Josh, but it's the Josh that I know that he works. He works really hard at the store as a bartender, and he he really he really takes pride of the the work, which not everybody has that. And uh, yeah, Josh and Lucas got passed recently. It was su- it was such a a great thing, and we all know we all know Adam is like a hard gate to pass, which is good for us to have him as a gatekeeper at the store. Oh, yeah. I mean, Adam, I've told this story many times uh, before. Uh, You you know, uh, me and Candace Thompson were the first ones he passed. And, uh, you know, I was in a tough position because every comic in the city was telling him, well, maybe not every comic, but a lot. We're telling, hey, you got to pass Earl. He's he's been up here the longest. He's he's a real grifter. He's a high plains grifter, and he deserves it. And whatever else they were saying, and uh, you know, at, what I like about Adam is uh, he's honest. He'll tell you to your face. Like he came up to me and said, uh, "Hey, man, uh, I know everyone loves you and everyone wants you to get passed up here, but I'll showcase you. But if you don't deliver, I can't pass you." So, and I've seen him do the opposite where it's it's like he'll go up to someone who, you know, is going to have a hard time getting spots uh, and, and tell them, hey, you know, uh, I, I don't know what he says, but like it's, he lets them know, which I think is what most comics want. Even the ones who get told, hey, it's probably not going to happen for you up here, at least right now. At least you walk away knowing, okay, I'll go to the improv or the laugh act. Sure. Uh, whereas Tommy was the complete opposite. He would encourage you to come up. And, and so you had all these comics, myself included, who had no chance of getting passed by Tommy. Zero. Uh, hmm. Walking around pissed because we were like, what are we doing up here? And then he'd be, well, you got to hang out. Soon. You got to hang out and watch. You got to become part of the building. <laughs> so I don't want to become part of the fucking building. I've been up here for nine fucking years as a foot soldier. You're passing people who give you fucking weed. Right. <laughs> so you know that's why i think tommy ha- had so many detractors sure people just want honesty right right right. like uh, you showcase you had a, i was hosting the uh-huh the door guy showcase. right right i did showcase I did. what was that like take us through uh 
your uh, preparation? Uh, did, did you do anything differently than a normal set? Or, you know, you take us through that. With my showcase, it was really interesting. Uh, that's the first time I got to showcase. I, uh, um, I didn't even, it didn't even dawn on me the showcase is on Monday and uh, uh, just like a couple days before, I was like, oh shit, that's the showcase. And I had a, I had a, uh, some feelings about the showcase too. Like last year, the showcase, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not qualified to do the showcase yet, but I was back door and watching from the hallway uh, a little bit. I did see last showcase, I did see Josh did it really good but punky really just blew everybody out of the water but this showcase um i was really really happy to do the showcase and very excited i i i got a new haircut i bought a new pair of shoes before the showcase because that in general just make people happy well i'm i'm superficial too okay i'm a phony whatever and i did the showcase mm. for my showcase set I think, to be honest, I'm happy with my about my set uh, because it was Mike first, Asan, and me. Uh, for me, I'm just the first joke didn't land the way that I wanted to land, but I did kind of in the way that introduced myself to the crowd. That if you really don't like dark sense of humor, you're not gonna like me at all. But I don't care if you like me or not. I'm going to, either way, I'm going to tell all these jokes. And um, I was happy. And that Monday, I didn't have to work. So I just stayed and watched everybody's showcase. I watched literally everybody. And uh, I was there really rooting for everybody to do good. I just everybody do the showcase because we all work there. We We invest our time, our energy and all this uh going through all this bullshit every day and but at the end of the day we're still there trying to do what we love to do uh the showcase was fun thank you for uh for giving me a great intro every time when you host the intro you gave me it it's nice and genuine and it really get me into the mode to yeah i'm ready the showcase said, I, my showcase said five minutes was ready two years ago, but I just, I was not, I, I couldn't showcase, but it taught me how to be patient and humble. Well, uh, I want every, I was like that night uh, going into the pound wanting to adopt all the dogs. I wanted every guy to get past, okay. and, girl, and Chelsea. Uh, sure. You know, you want, because it's the best club in the country, uh, you know, at least on the West Coast. Uh, I'm, very uh, faithful to the stand in new york who uh patrick milligan uh he's like the east coast version of you dude there's no bullshit with the milligan man uh stands a great club stellar's there too uh you know it's i think those are the top three clubs in the country and uh you know it's an honor to uh get stage time at any of those three and uh, if you're a west coaster it's like there's an no club that comes close to the comedy store. I mean, the improv's great, but you know, everyone, you rarely hear people go, I want to be passed at the improv. 
you, know, you want spot? I don't think I don't think that improv pass people though but if they do they do have a lot of spots right I don't not really I mean when <clears> I had Jamie uh a flam the great Jamie flam the uh um old talent coordinator uh, on the podcast and gee i wonder how many people in the last year have emailed uh, jamie asking him how he's doing now that he can't <laughs> probably zero now that he can't give them spots it's funny how that works out it's very funny how i get a lot of messages on monday when i'm hosting hey earl how you doing i'm good <laughs> why don't you ask me yesterday i mean as soon as the, mar the marquee goes up on sunday nights at the comedy store it's just you know uh Sun, uh, Monday Night Pollock host Earl Skakel, Fraser Smith. I get more uh, congratulations on I'm dying up here, the jellies, uh, <laughs> people asking, uh, hey, do you need me to talk to anyone in particular about uh, certain uh, issues in life? Uh, why didn't you uh, call me yesterday and ask me that? Right. And uh, Jamie, uh, he told me uh, he's very uh, much from the Adam school of honesty. You know, he told me one night uh, at the improv, uh, hey, dude, I know everyone loves you and, you know, you're funny enough to get spots here, but I get eight spots a week to give out. So I don't think there are a lot of spots at the improv to give out to guys mm. like you and me. Uh, right. You've got, because uh, I think Levity uh, owns it or runs it. <clears throat> so you're going to get Levity clients, uh, you know, ahead of you, which, you know, it's part of the game. Uh, and then they have a lot of like, you know, a show like comedy juice where they use the same comics a lot. So you're going to have a hard time getting in on that. Uh, so I think the store is probably the best bet for comics to, uh, try and get past that, even though it's the, it's a five-step process, which I don't think people realize. Yeah. I think store, like when I, I do feel I'm, I'm lucky and I'm grateful for, the stuff that I get at the store, I do. I, I like. I do understand there are a lot of really funny, talented comics been at the store way much longer than me. Uh, just yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy, and I do, I do want to give, uh, I do want to give a big shout out to, uh, to, to Adam Ige. Because earlier we were talking about Adam, like I, I do, it's I do think I do I do think Adam has really good taste in people and also in comedy. Here's what I think: there are a lot of comics coming to the store, up and coming uh, comics uh, on this talent pool on friends and family, and also there's door guys for uh, us. And there are people that there are guys got hired before adam hire and they you know we talk to each other we're brothers we we talk about everything and there are also comics come here think um it, i'm lucky that adam you know appreciate my comedy and also appreciate me as a person but if let's say if adam doesn't like my comedy or doesn't like anybody else comedy is like but it's still that's just one person's opinion. Like even like you got like I think to this day and age, it it really goes to like how much you love being a comic. Like let's just say, hey Earl, like if you don't like Mike comedy, like to me it's like all right, you don't like it. Like but that that's not gonna stop me for being a comedian, right? 
But it, there are a lot of people coming to the store. Even the guys that I work with be like, "Oh, it, it does mean a lot from the booker." But at the same time, you need to figure out a way. If like, why you do stand up? Does it make any sense? Oh yeah, I mean, I, I do it because uh, it's really the only thing I'm good at, other than ball hockey. Which you can <laughs> see by the twenty uh, trophies on the ground, including that last one. Forty-eight、uh, years old, winning the scoring title in the second highest division against kids half my age. You, you punks should be embarrassed. <laughs> And in terms of、uh, dating、uh, younger women,、uh, well, maybe if guys, the girls' ages, could step it up. They wouldn't be dating me. <laughs> so there's that too. Yeah, that that is really funny, Skeko. I like that. Well, it's true. Don't hate the player, hate the game. I know. <laughs> so and you know these,、uh, you know these Palmers、uh, are unbelievable. I had someone asking me to get on the Door Guy Showcase.、Mm. It's like you don't work here. <laughs> That's that's fucking crazy. That's really crazy to get on the door guy showcase. I'm like, it, it's the showcase for the door guys. Yeah, and she's like, so there's no time. I'm like, no, not for you. Yeah, hey, I, I just think people in general, like, a lot of people think just in general, people think other people owe you shit. Nobody owe you shit. There's no time. Like, you need it. I get it's hard to get on potluck on Monday. I get it. Like before, I got hired. I was possible. I、right. never even got on it. Right. Thirteen years up there, on or off, on and off,、uh, you know. And I never have once、uh, got on potluck or friends and family. So it's not you can get past at the store、uh, without it. But it certainly now it, it certainly helps to、uh, get on it. Because it's like, you know, you know, tights are spot.、Uh, spots are tight at the store. Tights are spot.、Uh, I don't know. I must have gone to USC for my grammar. But、uh, <laughs> you know, you get what you get there and be happy with it. You know. Yeah, because I, I just think all this. I've seen. I've literally seen people all this twats go on Monday. Go up to Adam asking for spot, and I, I don't see those people out. Doing open mic, work hard, like sure. Adam, like you bug, you bug Adam. He will give you a spot on Monday. You you come, you 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 do a spot. It all ninety nine point nine percent of the time, those people that I see the next Monday, they bomb their tits off. And now, let's do. Let's just go through that their story. You ask Adam for a spot. Adam gave you a spot. You come in, you bomb. The next time you talk to Adam, what are you gonna say? Does it make any sense? You like you? We all have one shot. You have your opportunity. You will. You will have your turn. Sure, you are. You you ask Adam. You have encouraged to talk to him. Now you get one. You bombed. And now what? Yeah, I mean, you get one crack. Right. Usually. Right. Usually. Right. You you imagine? Can you imagine the 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 next time you talk to Adam? If I'm that guy, I ask Adam for a spot, and I come. I bomb in front of him, and what now? No, There's no way that I can open my mouth to ask him for another spot before I get good. 
what now is you go to the improv and see what time their mic starts. <laughs> on Tuesdays, I think. Tuesdays and Sundays. Yeah, Sunday nights. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think I did it once. I'm like, uh, but Ken Gar runs a good show there. You know, it's... Uh, yeah. You know, it's, uh, I think it's uh, Sunday nights, it's a uh, half lottery, half booked, you know, and it's mostly all comics, but it's a pretty supportive group. Uh, you know, I haven't been in there in a while, but, uh, you know, and then I think they, Tuesday night, they have it at like 530 or something. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, that, that's a great club too. I mean, the improv is one of the top clubs in the country um so we're lucky to have and the laugh factory is a good club i haven't been there in a while but like you know uh you know we're lucky that in that five mile radius three of the top clubs in the country are here mm -hmm. and, right and then there's the ice house short drive over the hill i think they are op they're open mics like wednesday or something yeah yeah uh, they're they're open mic is on wednesday the, uh, so like their open mic actually I've been there a couple of times. Like it's really good. Their people are really supportive. The comics, and they they do draw some uh, people from Pasadena or all over the uh, in that uh, area to watch the open mic too. I'm getting uh, some info on Instagram Live. It's a uh, 6 p.m. on Tuesdays, 10 p.m. on Sundays, and the Lab. Thank you, uh, not uh, Kevin. Kevin Lee. Oh, Kevin Lee in the house. Kevin Lee, I heard, has a big dick. Uh, we'll, we'll catch you on the pod. We'll talk about it. Uh, I won't say who told me that. Thank you, Kevin, for letting me and Skakel know the open mic schedule at the improv. Thank you. That's very, very nice of you. Well, Kevin Lee is a guy who does it right, though. He goes up to the store. He's quiet. He, he gets up. He's funny. And like he doesn't like you know uh, harass people to some of the degrees other people do. I mean, the other night when I was hosting... Uh, you know, last Monday, uh, I had a girl, and, you know, this is, I'm glad we're talking about this, because this podcast today <laughs> is trying to help comics. <laughs> I root for everyone. I really do. <clears throat> Maybe one or two, I don't, but, yeah, it's all good. When, when you said, I root for everyone, it, it just, it, I had a moment that when I was in the desert, I was tripping on mushroom hard, and I just hit my head, like, I, I'm rooting for everyone too. Like I just, I really, you gotta be a bigger person. Like at the end of the day, all those cantaloupes, those pit bulls, those palmers and all those guys, all those people and everybody else in this city who's picking up a microphone to, to tell jokes. I think it just, I gave you that at the end of the day, but no matter what your approach is or how you behave to, to get stage time. Like, yeah, I like that. Like I, I'm rooting for everyone too. I mean, uh, and most of us aren't going up for the same gigs. So it's mm -hmm. like you and I aren't going up for the same, you know, TV roles or, mm -hmm. or whatever. So why wouldn't I root for you? Or, you, you right. know, it's, it's like, uh, you know, even with Roast Battle, it's like, you know, it's, it's a casting show as well where it's like, okay, we need a funny white guy. Well, you're not going to take that gig from me. So sure. Why wouldn't you root for me? And I'm, if of course say, we need a minority funny Asian dude or black dude. Well, I want you or, uh, you know, whoever, uh, you know, to get it. And, you know, it's the whole business is how can we cast this person in a mm. sitcom? Or. yeah 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 yeah. that's true like because you and i are not never gonna get casted in like 
the same role no i mean if if there's uh i mean we might go out for the sidekick role on a sitcom but it's 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 going to be what they want oh, we need an asian guy who looks like the guy you know from 16 candles long duck dong <laughs> long duck dong or we need a, a big goofy looking white guy who kind of looks like kramer but a little younger or there's <laughs> earl uh, you know so it's like right uh, you know it's not always the funniest i think people just assume that any roles on tv get well this person was funnier than everyone else not really mm, okay you know it's like uh am i the best roast battler no but i get brought back a lot because i bring you know you, you bring an element to the show i bring a show a performance element to the show right 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 uh, right 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 I mean, in my particular season, I was probably the worst roast writer on the show. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm honest. Like, I, it's not no, my thing. No, I know. That's writing, why I'm laughing, because you are honest. It's not my thing, writing roast jokes sure. about somebody else. But, you know, I, I got, you know, I think I was the first person selected on that season. Uh-huh. So oh, okay. I got picked over a lot of people who were roast writers. But you know, at the end of the day, it's television. It has to be watchable. Right, right. That's so true because I... And that's with anything, not just roast battle, but like... Right. Uh, you know... Right, 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 right. I mean, I'm dying up here. You know, the jokes were there. Was it mm -hmm. watchable? I think it was. And, you know, that's why uh, it was a critic's choice and hopefully it gets brought back. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Know, same thing with Crashing on HBO. It's Pete Holmes is great and you know it, it's you know it has to be uh you know like it was i the best actor showtime could have brought in probably not mm. but okay this guy brings i mean every what i liked about i'm dying up here is they used i think a different director for every episode oh really uh, at least the four episodes i was in it was four different directors uh -huh. every one of them was like dude your voice is amazing your uh-huh your sarcasm is like you know, they were basically saying that's why you're here, right? Uh, right, because your voice, I think your voice is different than. It's just so fucking deep and right. Uh, you know, for a white guy, uh -huh. uh, and like you know, I'm on that show, The Jellies, with Tyler, the creator, where I'm the only white guy on the show. You know, mm. uh, so uh, you know, am I the best voiceover actor that they could Adult Swim could have uh, brought in? Probably, there's a hundred better. So uh, you know, it's like uh, I guess the point of this is, you know, be different, bring something to the table that uh -huh. nobody else can. Like you do, your honesty, and like when you grab the mic every. I don't know if you do it every time, but you're like the show just got better. <laughs> most of the time the crowd is like what the fuck right i will show you let me right all right i like that um i do uh i was thinking uh, there some oh i want to talk can i tell the story did you see me yell at that girl the drunk girl on monday yeah i was walking uh to pink dot so you know uh you know, I, I walked by it and I started getting uncomfortable instantly uh, just because I don't like confrontation. Uh, and she was so plastered. Uh, She's drunk as fuck. 
Because she was drunk when I went on, uh, you know, Monday night, you know, for those of you who don't know, and then I'll let the Chowman take over. Uh, it's, it's basically, and this is what I love about the comedy stores. Monday nights, even the paid regulars get reduced to potluck. Like, you know, you think, well, you work so hard to get passed up there. And then on Monday nights, we're all taken back to our roots because we all mm -hmm. have to sign up. It's a lottery sign up for paid right. regulars. Right. Uh, I got a lucky number that night, three. Usually I get like 18. <laughs> Usually you're 22. I mean, 20. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I never, I'm never, that's why I never went to open mics to did a lottery because I would never draw a good number. <laughs> so, yeah, you uh, had a good number. You were three. I yeah. Did a great number, really good set. Uh huh. Uh, you know, and that girl was, I think, uh, in the crowd, and she was already hammered. Oh. Uh, and then, because uh, she was, she was sitting, Right by where the piano player sits, okay, in the far corner with her, the dude and the other girl, and they were both blonde, like, right? The blonde other girl, yeah, guy with a baseball hat, and yeah, they were hammered, okay. Um, and and then when I saw you interacting with them, that was two hours later, and I saw right. them make several trips to the bathroom. So I think uh, probably did a bunch of blow in there too. And little powdered refreshments were being served in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, that's why we built up a new bathroom for you coke has to get in there. Yeah, with the shelves right by the uh, <laughs> right above the urinals, so you could just <laughs> snort a fat one and catch a late night set. Yeah. So what? So I, when I was walking by Jeffrey Burner, great door guy, very funny dude. He was uh, changing the marquee names, and it's very dangerous to do that because you know that ladder's not exactly st the stablest, and uh, you know you're you're up there, you're looking down, you're looking up, you know you're reaching for letters, you know you you could, I mean the potential to fall is there, right uh, under the most <laughs> optimal circumstances. So when you have some drunk tourists with big cans going, oh this is a ladder, <laughs> take take it from there. I. I just I I I've changed the marquee for like probably ten months straight back door. So I know how how dangerous that can be. Like if anybody play footsie or they are drunk running to the letter, you're done. That's it. That's it for you. So I saw her trying to climb up the ladder and I went to the ladder. I, I got her off the ladder. I said, just get off the ladder. What are you doing? You're drunk. Don't do that. This guy can die if over your stupidity right you are you are drunk get off there like i might not be a particular fan of burner but that's my brother from my white mother i have to do that for him so i put she got off the ladder she goes oh i just want to climb up there to see what's going on da, 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 da. i know adam and I said, I don't give a fuck about you know Adam or not. You need to get off. You can't get on there. It's safety. Do you understand? And uh, I think by me yelling at her, she really kind of realized that it's really dangerous. And uh, so Burner came down to the ladder, uh, to the ground, and was talking to that girl. I, I came back to the patio, and one of her friends, that blonde chick, Actually, she came up to me. She said, um, hey, I'm really sorry that my friend is really drunk and uh, 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 trying to climb up the ladder. And, and I, 
like as a sure like I, I i appreciate that you're apologizing for your friend but i think that should be her job to apologize to the guy who's on the letter i you know what i'm saying like i'm i'm safe i was off work i'm safe and uh and then the girl the blonde chick said like oh i just before i go i just wanted to tell you that um uh, uh my friend is dating spade it just for 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 some reason she threw that in there, and I said, uh, uh, "I said, listen, Spade, come here with different girls all the time. Your friend is trash, not worth my my brother from a white mother to die because your friend is drunk." Well, That's saying, the story. Uh, yeah, I, I don't mean to interrupt, but uh, saying you date David Spade is like saying you breathe in oxygen. <laughs> and what's what's even funnier is that girl felt so bad she made out with burner right by the letter and burner is uh he's a ladies man <laughs> yeah yes okay okay so you know the moral of the story is uh you know you know just be cool up at the store, whether you're a comic or an audience member or whatever. Right. You just you you are more than welcome to get drunk there, but you you got to be able to handle your liquor. Don't get drunk and fucked up and acting like a fucking idiot. And that if you do that, someone's gonna check you. You better be prepared. Now, who are your comedy idols, dude? You have an aggressive approach to comedy. Did you like aggressive comics? Um, you know what I like. I I I love Bill Burr, Bill. Um, I'd say it just I see I'd th- I Bill Bill is really angry it, it, in his stand up setting, and uh, I just uh, I like I'm angry in real life too. But I just I'm trying to figure out how. I think the funny part is to get that angry asian guy angry chinaman on stage people want to see that because usually your everyday chinese person is so polite it's either you you saw delivering food or uh whatever the everyday whatever your everyday chinese person do and then you have like a like right like a general impression of a chinese person but then you see me uh yeah you just the other day, Luke told me. Luke said, "Luke uh, Hurl, Lucas Hurl." No, Schwartz. Not not Hurl. Who had a great set uh, at the showcase? Schwartz well. did really good. Everyone had a good set. You know, Chelsea. That was one of her best sets I've ever uh-huh. seen. Uh-huh. I mean, and that's just the door guys, like and girl. Uh, you know, so you can that. That's another indicator of how tough it is at the store to get in. Like. You know, everyone had a, almost almost everyone had a passable set that night. That's not including, you know, people who are comics who don't work there who are going to showcase. Like it's mm-hmm. it's right. literally at the store right. right now, like trying to get on an NFL team. There's 53 spots open. Probably 300 people good enough to play in the that team, but 53 are, you know. Uh, only gonna make it so uh you know you never know who's in the room too you know i see some of these right. people right at potluck and they kind of you know they see adam's not watching and so they almost start fucking around and and you know it's like you don't know who else is in the room you know make- hey 
Maybe Adam said to whoever's sitting in that back row, hey, watch, let me know if anyone does good or something. Sure. It made me really mad that showcase night, that older dude, white dude with gray or white hair, just fucking pulled a fucking chair right in front of you by the booth and just sitting there. Like I was like, we, you are not supposed to move these chairs. We are coming here to, to check in with our spots. I need to get past you before I talk to Earl. Get the fuck out of the fucking place. Right? Do you remember? Like, I know who he is. I don't want to say his name. Sure. No, but it, that really pissed me off. Like, He I, didn't do it on, uh, I, will, I will stick up for him from the standpoint of he didn't understand the gravity of uh, that night. And he didn't, re- he, he just wanted to sit next to me to kibitz. Uh, he didn't do it in a malicious way. But, you know, it is, uh, I see, I understand uh, your point of, of view as well. It's tied in the OR on Monday nights. It's packed. Right. So, you know, I realize that people want to, Sit next to me and schmooze, but I'm unschmoozable. Sure. No, I see a bunch of sh- people sit right next to you where I don't see them elsewhere. Like, and then Monday comes, they all sit right close to the host. Like, get the fuck out of here. Oh, yeah. Like, you know? I, I had one dude. And one up. of most of those dudes sit right by that booth. Um, When they say hi to you, they never make eye contact. Oh, yeah. I had one dude say, oh, dude, I'm not, I don't want to spot him. Just saying hello. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, hi. Leave. Yeah. Hi. Don't, Beat yeah. it, toots. Right. That's but, just, I just piss me the fuck off that all this guy's like, yeah, what, like, what, what are you doing there? Like, then I had one girl, you know, and how I do it. And I, I've put up a few Facebook uh, posts uh, so people know what the host goes through. Uh-huh. Uh, I saw that. Sure. Yeah. I think it bears repeating, you know, on Monday nights hosting at the store, it ain't no picnic. Uh, <laughs> and the host has very little power. When you really think about it, the host has the least power of uh, anyone on the show. I mean, yeah, they're in charge of bringing up people, but... You know, the first 16 comics are picked by someone. I don't know who, but it ain't me. And then uh, Adam uh, will have at least usually two. Three, four. I think. Two to three development spots. Right. As many as, I've seen as many as five. Right, 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 right. So. I think three to five. So let's say four. So that's the first 20 spots I have zero control over. Right. And then the next 30 are all employees who have to get up. Right. And that's why they work there. Right. You know, you think they work there to take shit from, you know, uh, some uh, 714 comic who's Johnny come lately <laughs> at the store. You know, nobody cares. Uh, and, uh, you know, and so that's literally the first 50 to 60 comics I, I have to put up. It's not like right. I'm just putting out my friends or girls I want to fuck or, <laughs> you know, or Jimmy Rogers who I might fuck. Okay, uh, Jimmy. Uh, that guy's out of control, man. <laughs> Jimmy, if you're listening, you got to tone down the gayness. Man. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Girl- but then I can put up maybe two or three people that sure. like uh, I want to get. So that's like there's no pop in night. You maybe can that, put yeah. two or three. If there's pop, if there's pop in, some of the employees are fucked. So like here's how I do it. I, I lay out three pieces of paper in front of me so it's very like i can just point you know the potluck list you know the 20 names it's like there's that and then i point to the employee list which is every employee who gets to go up and then i have a third piece of paper with (laughs) 
my friends I can put up if there's time. And this particular last Monday, I had uh, maybe uh, 10 names written down. And then this girl comes up to me. I'd never met her before in my life. I've never seen her at the store. And she's like, I'd like to get up. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'd like a 10-foot dick. <laughs> but I don't have one. Uh, so I'm like, and I was cool to her. I'm like, well, I tell you what, I'll put your name down. You're going to be number 12. And I'm pointing to the list of names that are in front of her. I'm like, if I'm lucky and there's no pop-ins, I can put up maybe two or three people from this list. She just kind of gave me an attitude and walked away. And then, of course, who comes in? Dice Clay does. Uh, no, first Neil Brennan came in. Neil came in, right. Neil's the best. Uh, you know, he did 20 minutes or something, 15 to 20 minutes. You know, he created the Chappelle show. What You know. <laughs> right. Sorry, guys. Right. You need to take a knee in front of people yeah. like this. And then Dice Clay uh, came in and like, Dice Clay's been one of the biggest comics in the world for 30 years. And what he did in the 80s was unprecedented because, like, he did what Dane Cook did, but with no internet. There was no Napster. There was no Facebook, MySpace. It was word of mouth. So wow. Dice Clay came and did, like, smoked three cigarettes on stage. So how, <laughs> that's how he, that's how you gauge Dice's time. You don't really, like, look at the watch with him. You go, okay, this is a two cigarette set. <laughs> He did three cigarettes. Yeah. So all told, uh, there were probably, uh, between the two of them, they probably did about 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. Girl comes back to me and goes, so is this going to happen or what? And I'm like, <laughs> probably not, honey. <laughs> I just looked at her. I'm like, or what? All right. <laughs> and I'm like looking at her going, you got to be kidding me. You're yeah. upset, basically, that Dice and Neil Brennan essentially bumped you from your stand. I get being frustrated you didn't get to go up, but it's not like I was putting up my friends over you, which I would have done anyway because they would have been ahead of this twat. But, you know, so you comics who listen to this, and I don't maybe no comics listen to this podcast, uh, you know, give the host a break. Yeah, all those Instagram twats want to get spots, but they are not funny, okay? Yeah, well, I mean, you know... Uh, but they'll probably get spots because they post pictures in their bikinis. <laughs> but not here. Not at this club on Monday, dude. Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, you want stage time on Monday? Good luck. You know, you want to get the uh, stand-up spots before a roast battle? It, it's not like people, it's tough spots to get on that, you know. Everyone wants to get on roast battle now. Where were you guys when it was just seven people in there? Right. Right. When I had to be racist and homophobic <laughs> and funny in front of seven people. Oh, I love I love the table. I love the the uh, I remember the table is really like that element with you on the table. That's 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 what one of the things that I wanted to watch because your timing is really good. Well, it has to be in that room, and and you know, thank you, but you know. It's not like Jeff Ross or Moses or Chappelle or whoever. You know, they throw me a line and I can look at them and go, give me five minutes, I'll get back to you. <laughs> right, 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 right. You can't, right, right. You got to be like. You got to yeah. say it with literally one second later. Right. Because in that room, I haven't been in there. In a, I mean, I judged a few weeks ago, mm. but uh, it was good to be back in the family. Uh, 
you know, uh, you know, you're in, you're in there with someone like Mike Lawrence or, or Hinchcliffe or whoever. Like, if you hesitate for one second, they're going to get the line. In. Right, 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 right. So, right, uh, right. If you are one second too late, all this giants just come in to 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 get the steal the thunder. Yeah, or or you know, it's just you've you've got to like. So it's uh, and Cena does a great job. Cena, the Saudi prince, is uh, in the house. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a tough uh, gig, but now everyone wants to battle. Oh, I want to get on TV. I want to I roast battle. And then they eat a shit burger up there. <laughs> you, know, you know, I mean, this is not a roast battle podcast, but just for you people who want to do roast battle, don't bring any fucking props on stage. <laughs> You know, don't bring any pizzas or, or you know, signs or whatever. You just write the fucking three jokes and, and, and try and get it on. I mean, you're probably not going to get on the show now, but, like, you know, sorry. They got to save a few spots for certain people coming back. <laughs> I won't say who, but you can take a guess and read between the lines. <laughs> read between the lines? Um, but who knows? Maybe I won't be brought back. Well, I just, yeah, I I think, yeah, right? So, you know, it's an avenue to get in. You know, there's many avenues at the store to get in. There's many avenues in comedy to get in. I mean, you know, I've been past at the store for, uh, I think, three years now. It's not like it's made me super famous, but it's, it's uh, you know, what you make of it. Right. And also, I think it's all about, like, a uh, healthy mindset to be uh in this city doing stand-up and just you gotta you gotta know i you gotta know who you are first if you can't like you if you don't even know who you are yet you just throw yourself i call i call the store the jungle the cage whatever like you can't get in here with all this animals right you're weak you can't you, you can't mingle with these animals it's kill or be killed right and if you don't have it there's probably 50 people behind you who do at the comedies it just it's just crazy like so many people i see so many people come and go and it just yeah the turnover it's just really fast the new comics move to the city every day comics move out of the city every day that's just like a cutthroat business well then you get these comics who are from out of town or not even from this country you know everyone wants to be at the store you know it's like if i moved to new york the first place i you know would try and you know establish a foothold is the stand and then the seller uh you know but i would play it cool you know it's like I, you're a new fish in a bigger pond than you've ever been in uh, sure you know i sure. see these comics up here getting shit face drunk they're not even going up a lot at the store it's like what are you guys like one person uh you know who i actually like I, I, I'll leave it a little ambivalent so I don't <laughs> cover, but like they pass out one night right under my name uh, on the sidewalk, and I'm like, man, you're trying to get in here. How do you think this is a good look? Right. You know, it's, right, right, right. you know, smoke pot and drink at home. Uh, you know, this is, this is, you don't go to your work in the daytime and smoke weed and have a sixer and then, right. you know, it's, just, it's a job. Right, because it's like when you get real, you understand 
stand-up is not a hobby anymore. We're all trying to make a career out of it. You, career, you, you can't fuck around, right? Like, you, you don't, you have, we, as a comedian, like, I think we do have the, the, the perk to be high and drunk on the job, but at the same time, if you treat your job seriously, like the, the people that I look up to, like Bill Burr, Sebastian Maniscalco, people like that, like when before they go on stage, they don't do drugs. They they don't smoke cigarettes. They don't drink. They don't smoke weed. Yeah, there, I mean, there's got to be a reason to that. Maybe I haven't figured that figured that reason out yet. But before I go on stage, I don't drink. I don't smoke at all. I've never had anything, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, energy drinks, and you know. That's about it. But you know, you got to be focused up there. Like when I'm on stage, I'm working, man. Mm -hmm. You know, because you realize you appreciate every spot you get at the store and elsewhere. Uh, so uh, you know, just you know, you can Because I like to give comics advice. Yeah, <laughs> you do. <laughs> I've been in the jungles for 18 years. Right. You know, you've seen everything. I've seen it all. I've <laughs> I've been done any of it, but I've seen it. <laughs> You know, I try and help people. You know, <laughs> try and give the young cubs yeah. their, their opportunities at the store. <laughs> you know, when I, when I was hating at Roast Battle, I'd bring in people to sit with me going, I could have done the that gig by myself. Uh-huh, yeah, you did bring people. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, brought yeah. in yeah. a lot of people. Right, I mean, right, right. One, right. I was feeling a, a bit, like, you know, uh, you know, in that particular role, it's like you got to say like five or six things every week and they can't, I mean, I repeated a line here and there, but like, sure. you know, for the most part, you're, you know, 80% of what you say has to be a new like zinger. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I was, That's not easy at all. It's not. And, you know, I was on the show for three straight years doing it. And so I, <laughs> I brought in Whitney and she was great. And then, uh, you know, she left the show and, and then I brought in, you know, uh, various people to, uh, you know, help fill the void. And, uh, you know, and then I just decided I wanted to do it on my own again. And then I had to, to leave the roast battle cage. We're all the one man operation. Start, well, this podcast, one man operation, you know, and, uh, you know, I love it. You know, I get asked uh, a fair amount of times, you want to be on our network? And not really. Oh, Yeah. And now, like, you know, I'd probably get asked once or twice a month, mm -hmm. do you want to be on this network? Do you want to be on? And I, I don't because I enjoy <laughs> answering to nobody. Right, 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 right. The freedom. I, I have who I want. I mean, this is, I think, the 189th uh, episode. Uh, I think I've done probably 15 solo uh, episodes on my own. So probably 175 guests on mm -hmm. this show. I haven't, not one of them has been someone I didn't want to talk to. Okay. Uh, right, right, right. Cause you sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the you're right, 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 right. So that's what I love about it. You know, and uh hopefully uh, you know, always trying to get uh you know, like I think people like episodes like this where we just inside info and comedy, the comedy store. Uh, you know, I could do a podcast a week about the comedy store. It's such a <laughs> right fascinating such, right. place with uh -huh. all the freakers and you know it's such great interactions you know you're in the kitchen you see joe rogan 
holding court, saying hello to everyone. Mm -hmm. You go in the back bar, you see Bill Burr talking hockey. You go outside in the little patio and you see, uh, you know, Tom Rhodes holding court. And, you know, uh, it's right. just, it's literally every corner you turn around, there's someone who's interesting there. Uh, right. You go upstairs, you got Ralphie May and, and talking to Ron White. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Jeff Ross is in the OR roasting the audience. Right. Uh, you know, it's, I mean, where else can you like... To see that in one see, place. Like one place. You go right. in the main room, Chappelle's uh, talking about uh, Charlie Barnett on stage. You know, it's, it's, you go in the, uh, the parking lot, you see... Uh, you know, uh, Duncan Trussell and Ari Shafir whole talking shop. I mean, it's really just, it's a magical place. And same at the improv, not uh, the store's a little bit more grittier, but you know, go up to the improv, you see some, this guy at the bar, oh, it's a dog barking. It's not my dog. Lois is well-trained. Uh, <laughs> Lois is more accepted at the comedy store. than <laughs> yeah. uh, Some of these fucking comics. <laughs> that is very true. That is very true. Well, Lois is the best. <laughs> you know. So you got Lois back? Got lately? Lois back. I split her with my ex uh, from a, a few exes ago. I've got more exes than a xylophone. <laughs> <laughs> How's uh, how are you? How's life? Life is good. I Real mean, life, like drama. I don't know. I th comedy seems to going good. Life is good. Comedy's going good. Uh, you know. Uh, I don't think I have too many enemies in the world. <laughs> um, you know, I, there's, uh, you know, I love everyone. You do. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's good. Because I remember the first time I come on the podcast before me, Steven, watch the, the RuPaul's Drag Race. Right, right, right. Chicks with dicks, right? Um, More or less. Yeah. And I remember when I first come on, you want your podcast to be a because you choose your guest, like just like a friend, like a like a bar talk when you don't drink. But it's just like anything goes. It's just like between you and your friends, whatever it's on your mind, right? That's that's yeah, I, I, I like mean, that format a lot, actually. Well, one guy on iTunes doesn't. Uh, I leave up all my reviews. And I think I have about 150 reviews up, which is nothing when you consider like Rogan has like 10,000 reviews. Mm -hmm. uh, and one guy wrote a review saying, I used to love this podcast when he had singers like Stephen Piercy from Rat. Now it's just a bunch of unknown comics. Unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but I respect that. Hey, you know, right, I mean, right, right, right. Uh, on iTunes, there's no way to reach out to someone. I don't think you can like uh, email them or whatever. Sure. Uh, I think what people should understand is, uh, you know, it's not like I'm asking Tom Cruise to come on and he's saying no. I, I you know, I have to get people who will come to my house. Sure. It ain't easy. Uh, you know, and and it's it's. Uh, you know, like I asked, I'm not, I, I really, the guy was nice enough to get back to me, so I don't want to blow his cover. I will just say this. He was an actor from the movie Die Hard. There's many great roles in Die Hard, so I don't think I'm blowing his cover too much. And his handler said, uh, send me links to two episodes. So I sent him like the Rob Schneider 
episode and uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper's episode. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he, he did get back to me. He said, I'm too busy, which I don't know if I believe or not. Because if you go on this guy's IMDb page, he hasn't worked in 15 years. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, I ask celebrities to come on here. They, uh, you know, uh, you know, so I'm doing my best. If people would leave more reviews and such and promote the fucking episodes that they are on, <laughs> maybe I would get bigger numbers. I mean, you people are unbelievable. Some of these guests that have been on this podcast, all I ask them, like I will ask you when I release this next Monday, it's Wednesday for those of you listening. Uh, hey, dude, here's the link. If you could just say, hey, I was on Inappropriate Earl. You don't have to say it's the greatest podcast of all time. Just like I was on Sensei Skakel's podcast. Right. Of course. That's all I want. I, I, dude, I will promote the shit out of this. I love it. I, 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 I'm every time I talk to you, I, it's a good time. But I, it ain't that hard. Like Lucas it is a Hurl, doozy. Yeah. The, 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 the Duke, Luke Hurl, <laughs> it, the, the second he left, he said, Hey, I just did Earl's podcast. Here's the link. It's out. Whatever he said. And then it came out. He put out another tweet, yeah, uh, or Instagram or whatever. And like, uh, well, there's one comic who's I don't want to say too much because it'll <laughs> give away who it is. You know, he got like a lot of followers, like I think a hundred or two hundred thousand. And you know, I'm like, dude, all you have to do is just here's the tweet I want you to send out. I wrote it for him. Yeah, he never sent it out. And then see him last week at the store. He's like, hey, how are the numbers on the pod? What the fuck? Well, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I've got 10,000 followers. I don't even have 10,000 followers. I think I have like 9,600. Uh-huh. So, uh, you know. It's a cold business. It's oh, it's cold. <laughs> it's going to get freezing for some. <laughs> but you got to be well-liked in this town. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I, I just, you are very likable. A lot of people, right? I don't. I mean, I hope so. I, I mean, couldn't, like to me, I couldn't, you couldn't been nicer or like, you know, more respect. Like. I could see a lot of people think that I'm a fucking prick because I'm just. Yeah, but you're more of a character, but your character is you like you are who you are. You're honest. That's why I think people like you. Like I'm, you know, I'm a bit of a palmer from the standpoint <laughs> of, you know, if I see, I mean, I don't need anything from anybody. You know, I'm not nice sure. To, I'm nice to Russell Peters because he's nice to he's me. A, right. He's a nice. Right. And we bonded uh, six, seven years ago over uh-huh. this. Oh, okay. Uh, obscure guitar player from kiss named Vinny vincent who uh i'm sure viewership just dropped a hundredfold by mentioning that guy's name but so like i don't ask russell for spots i don't ask him for opening gigs or like money or like whatever we just you know i, I treat everyone the same i treat boon shakalaka mm-hmm. the homeless transvestite at the store as nice as i do russell mm-hmm. this is how i was raised you know, my yeah. mom said, uh, and I've said this before on this podcast, but, you know, my mom, uh, she was a uh, interesting bird, uh, but <laughs> she told me at the age of 13, uh, be nice to everyone because there's, there always is going to be someone with a bigger dick in the room. <laughs> and it's when you true. were 13. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> You're like, I thought I have a big dick, mom. I mean, even back then, I knew I had a pretty good sized dick, but yeah. like uh you know and that but you know i i looking back now i say okay well you know i might have uh you know a couple bucks in the bank but then someone like russell peters walks in the room yeah made 20 million dollars last year doing comedy his car 
one of his cars with the suicide doors, the Rolls Royce is literally worth 15 of my car. Do I think I have a nice car? I love my car. Dodge right, right, Magnum, right. it's paid off. Right. Uh, but, you know, and so that's why I think everyone should be the same. Like, you know, Russell treats everyone great. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, uh, uh, you know who else, uh, you know, uh, is up there? Ron White treats everyone the same. Mm -hmm. Ron White talks to El Tocho, the cook, mm -hmm. uh, like he does me, like he does to Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan treats everyone the same. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And he's real. Like, if he doesn't like something, uh, he says it. Right. He's like right. a Caucasian you. Uh, no, I'm flattered. If Rogan is a Caucasian Feng Chao, I'm very flattered. Yeah, but he doesn't. You know, Rogan could be a dick if he chose to. You uh -huh. know, he, he's like with the, got the number one podcast in the world by far. Uh, you know, he's one of the biggest, if not the biggest, comic in the world. Uh, you know, he's uh, literally a fourth degree black belt, so he mm. could kick anyone's ass. It's not one person. Right, physically, physically, he could kill you. Right, uh, you know, literally, he could beat up you and me in ten seconds. Right, both kill of us. us. He could right. literally kill us. Both if, of us. If he wanted to kill me, he could do it in under ten seconds. Uh, but he's like the nicest dude on earth. He he really is. So well, he's a comics comic, which usually isn't a good thing because that means nobody in the industry likes you mm. uh, but like he always is helping other comics taking josh martin on the road taking guys like you on the road i mean i know he isn't taking you up but like you're going out with russell yeah in november yeah. yeah it's coming up yes yes so you know russell has access to a thousand literally a thousand comics mm -hmm. uh, that's but, true you know, he takes care of you rob schneider took care of me for four years Mm -hmm. you don't think rob schneider knows like literally every opening comic in the world right uh, right so right right i just think that i guess the whole point of this rant is uh, everyone should be nice to everyone mm -hmm. you know? but i do want to point out that when you were 13 your mom said that i think that's maybe back then you you didn't understand but now you look back as a mom she put this idea in your head that yeah just be nice to everybody Right, like, just you think you have a couple bucks or you have a bigger dick, but people walk in here, you're like, I still like the money in my bank and my dick, but this one, this one, right? Yeah, I mean, do I have a nice TV? Yeah, it's a 75 inch high def. <laughs> uh, you go to uh, Russell Peters' house, he's got like a fucking 400 inch, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, fucking plasma, you know, whatever TV. <laughs> right, right, right. So just be happy with what you have. Be nice right. to everyone. If you right. think someone's a loser, you know, I, I see some comics come up to the store and treat the door guys like shit because mm -hmm. they think, oh, this fucking loser's making eight bucks an hour and he's, uh, you know, directing me into the bringer show in the belly room. But, you know, uh, Mark Maron was a door guy at the store. Uh, you know, uh, I think uh, Louis, it was either Louis Anderson or Louis C.K. used to work at the store. Uh, you know, there's a, Jim Carrey used to be there too, right? Yeah, Steve Renazizi was a door Renazizi, guy. right? Yusuf was a door, door guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, uh, Dave Taylor was a door guy, and you know, now he's you know, one of the most loved dudes up there. So, uh, now I see what my mom, uh, mm. was, uh, her theory. You know, like, I mean, she told me about women always make the girl happy first and they'll come back. And it's, she's almost. That's the truth. I mean. That's the secret. I don't know. I think been, uh, when I mean, it comes to girls, I'm still trying to f figure it out, but well, I'm was, getting better and better with the girls. But sure, go ahead. 
Well, I would say in my uh, case, I, th- they all haven't come back to fuck me. <laughs> but like, they keep in touch. <laughs> you know? You really don't fuck around. You're like, yeah, they haven't come back to fuck me yet, but they keep in touch. Well, it's not just about boning, but like yeah. I'm friends with pretty much every ex-girlfriend. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, pretty much everyone uh, for the most part. And I've had some bad breakups. and But, you know, I think once the dust settles and, mm-hmm. you, you know, you either, uh, you, you know, you usually run into them, uh, uh, you know, at a comedy show or, you know, in one case it was a Motorhead concert. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, she was buzzed with her new boyfriend and you know we just kind of looked at each other and said hey you know let's be in each other's lives you got a boyfriend i got a a girl i'm dating or whatever at the time uh so i mean it's it's just nice to be nice but i think speaking of like girls like i a lot of girls in this city i just they really want to play the game but but to me like i'm done playing game i just want to Right? Like, does it, like a lot of, like, I, I don't, I literally, like, you, if you come to my, like, if a girl come to my place, if you want to fuck, let's fuck. If you don't want to fuck, I'm more than happy to, to help you to get an Uber or whatever to, right? Like, rather than like, just, uh, that's just me. I just like to keep it simple. Well, this is where, uh, you know, I think, uh, in my i'm just talking in my case uh, mm-hmm. you know i've had uh you know scenarios where oh the grass is greener uh, <laughs> and it's usually shit brown on the other side of earl <laughs> you might find someone with a bigger dick than me it's absolutely out there but they're not going to take you to dinner you might find someone out there with a bigger dick and they'll take you to dinner but they won't be as funny. You might find someone who's funnier than me, a bigger dick than me, and more money than me, but they won't treat you nice. I'm what they call the old wrestler Lex Luger, the total package. <laughs> and I can't help many people in this business. So if you're trying to, uh, you know, palm me, it's like I can't even get my friends on potluck most of the time. Right, 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 right. I mean, I get two people on a potluck out of maybe 10 good people. I, you know, yeah. I tell about 10 people every time I'm hosting. Sure. Hey, come on by. I'll do my best. Right. And I literally, last week, I got on Nate Hurd. Yeah, uh, Nate is good. But Nate's Nate Nate is really good, too. Yeah, and it's got nothing to Killed. do. I right. think people think I'm putting up people that I think are funny. It's got nothing to do with that for me. I'm not in a position to sit there and say, Nate Hurd's funny or, you know, whatever. He is. Uh, but like, uh, I put on people I respect and like trying to get into the rotation at the store. And I put on Omid Singh. Omid is another solid dude. Yeah. Oh, he's just a nice guy. Uh-huh. He's a great comic. He's a great uh-huh. roast battler. Uh, right. you know, he wrote most of my jokes along with the great Doug Fager in Montreal for roast battle. You know, uh, yeah, I have writers. <laughs> and for those of you who uh, don't let me introduce you to mine and maybe you'd get on the fucking tv show yeah so uh, suck on that i didn't even know, like i just started talk to uh fager lately because i was wearing my uh tank top that says wisconsin he's from wisconsin that's another good dude 
Yeah. I mean, just a good person who, uh, you know, I would love to see at the store as a comic, uh, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Omid, same thing, uh, you know, Kim Congdon, although she's kind of established up there uh, to a degree, you know, she doesn't need my help, but like, uh, you know, there's so many people I would lo love to uh, get in there at some point, but, you know, it's tough. I mean, I've got, you know, A-level comics asking me how to get in there. I'm like, sure, 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 sure. Oh, dude, I, like, I'm, I can barely, I'm barely in there. I'll, right. I'll do what I can, but, like. Right, right, like, right, right. And at the same time, there's not a lot of things that you can do. You really can. I mean, right. there's, I mean, I, uh, I told someone this about, I wasn't speaking about Adam in particular, but, like, whoever the talent coordinator is at the sure. store, you could literally not have a showcase for the next five years of comics or door guys or in girl door girl or whatever uh and there still wouldn't be enough spots up there right you know you could only give every comic from joe rogan to tony hinchcliffe to me to Cora mccowan to lucas hurl to uh jessica michelle you could give all of us just one spot a week there'd still be 50 comics who are like where's my one spot Right. You know, and I don't think people realize that, you know, someone like Rogan gets three or four spots a week. Hinchcliffe gets, you know, a couple spots a week. You know, I get, you know, what I get, uh, you know, so it's even tighter when you think about, you know, one comic getting, you know, Anthony Jaslinick gets, you know. Sure. And, and, you know, you can argue with that. I mean, the guy's great. Right. Uh, Eliza, same thing. Mm -hmm. You know, two, yeah. three, four spots a week. Yeah. So it, it's. Uh, and I also, all, all this names, they're giants in comedy. Like, yeah. if, if they don't, like, right? Like, if you were the booker, you would accommodate those. Like, those are the giants working in this country, like today. Like, yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? Not right. put up Jeselnik and put up uh, your, your friend, uh, you know, yeah. Pork Chop Willie. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like. <laughs> but that's what I love about Adam is Adam right. past people who aren't necessarily famous, but he realizes their value. Some like a Jake Wiseman, you know, who's like an amazing comic. Uh, may, he may not be like a household name. I mean, I'm certainly not. But, you know, I think that's why the store is so uh, good is that, yes, there's famous comics who perform there. And, yeah, you'll see, you know, the power hour of, you know, D'Elia, Theo Vaughn, sure. Rogan, Ron White, uh, you Sebastian, know, Tom, Sebastian, Tom Just, Segura. Yep, yep, but all you, those guys. You look at the comics who go on from, say, 1245 to 130, you know, it, it's uh, not even necessarily age-wise, but some of the best unknown comics in, yeah they're a solid right yeah. right our late night the late night spots are those like you the late night guys are solid as fuck too yeah like sandy danto sandro yep, yep. Uh, jessica uh you know uh alicia cooper's awesome mm -hmm. uh, right i mean there's probably a hundred names i could literally name uh, yeah jeremiah got late spots too right yeah jeremiah awesome. is funny as fuck uh yeah i mean there's just willie hunter uh he just you know was a great writer on the carmichael show uh you know i mean how the carmichael show gets canceled and big brothers on it's like 25th season is unbelievable to me but uh <laughs> you know and, and the beginning comics like you know those are comics who are often uh overlooked on a lineup you know kevin christie mm -hmm. dean del rey uh 
you know, who's one of the reasons I started this podcast. Jesus does late spots too, right? Yeah, Jesus Trejo is one of the funniest dudes. And a real deadly roast battler. I don't think he likes doing it because he's too nice. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, when he gets locked in, I, I, lo I would love to see him take on some of these cockier roast battlers. He'd kill them. Oh, I but see. You got to be... Um, Jesus is very, very nice. Well, he, he great. Yeah, he's like... Nicest. He works hard. He's right. super funny dude right uh you know so no matter what time you see someone at the store it's going to be a good comic guy or girl mm -hmm. black white gay uh <laughs> you know you know mexican uh, you know whatever uh and they're getting a nice little podcast center going uh so now that's going to be happening downstairs uh, mm -hmm. yep you know, uh, shout yep. out to ari manis for uh you know starting that whole uh you know, I think most of the equipment's his, uh, mm. and he's the one who started this podcast, mm. taught me how to edit. He had, oh. a, great, he had a great showcase set. Uh, yeah, Ari's showcase was pretty good. I saw his his showcase is solid, too. I mean, really, I thought out of uh, how many door guys showcased? 15? 15, 18, I think. Let's just Some, say 20. Yeah. Uh, I thought uh, only two had like sets where you're like, oh man, I, I bet they wish that could have gone a little better, but they didn't bomb. Right. It's just, you know, that's the thing on a showcase. Is but I think to, you have to kill. Right. But and even then, that's not a guarantee. I mean, there were several people who I thought killed, and it's just like, you know, it's, it, you know, I don't know what went into Adam's thinking, uh, but, you know, that shows you how tight it is where someone who killed was like, you know, you're not ready yet. Right. Or right. whatever Adams. Right. You know. But what it really made me really happy about the showcase too was the night when at, before Adam was leaving, I was talking to Mike by uh, at the parking lot. Adam came in, shook my hands, shook Mike's hands, and, um, oh, good job, everybody. And he just left. Like, I, I like that about him because he doesn't, like, just the little stuff, I like, Adam pays attention to details, like just little things. He's really genuine. He would do that, like, oh, oh, good job, guys. And then he just left. Well, he's honest, you know. Yep. Like, um, yep. And, you know, you know, it's, that's, I think, going back to an hour ago, I think it's just what people want, you know, even the people who, you know, who are going to have, uh, you know, uh, trouble getting spots up there. He tells them, like, hey, man, you know, mm -hmm. I, I don't know what he tells them, but like, sure, but he, uh, you know, he tells them. Right. Uh, Rather than, well, you got to come hang out yeah, and be part like, of the fucking building. Come on, dude. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. Uh, yeah. Did you, it, it will be so funny, just like a side note, you, Rick, Hurl, three of you guys doing Tommy for the podcast. It, it will be really funny, I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, I well, I've got, if I had to break down our Tommy impressions, and for those of you who are new to the podcast, Tommy was the old talent coordinator at the Comedy Store. He had a real thick Southern drawl and certainly had some uh, interesting views on certain elements of society and uh, some uh, fascinating accounting methods. Uh, you know, uh, we all uh, do impressions of him. And uh, I would say I have the bitterness that he had. Uh, I think Rick is probably the best overall uh impression because he's got not only the because uh, he knew him much longer than i did okay um he's got the uh the spirit of tommy because he mm -hmm. used to be his neighbor and he, he also mm. has the uh the tommy lean anyone who's ever had an interaction with tommy if he 
was talking to you and was interested in what he was talking about, he'd lean into you, like almost whisper. Uh, and then, you know, Lucas, uh, you know, Lucas got the the better side of Tommy, you know, the autopilot Tommy. Autopilot Tommy. <laughs> when Tommy had checked out and was just, you know, cashing a paycheck. Don't I I I really think that would be funny. Like it will be you, Hurl, Rick, Eleanor to do the store podcast, and then you can you guys can switch back and forth. Does it make sense? You can be Earl and Tommy, Rick. I I don't know. Like, but to me, just Tommy's voice is just. That's one for the ages. Well, I think we would need a moderator like you to ask everyone a right. question. Has, <laughs> has Tommy? Right. And, uh, you know, certain uh, topics would uh, have to be uh, not mentioned due to <laughs> legal uh, legalese. Uh, not all for all. Yeah, because uh, yesterday I listened to uh, uh, O'Neill, uh, Jeff Dennis, and uh, Ryan O'Neill's podcast. One, a little... Part of that, they do the, they use Tommy's voice to say movie lines. Well, like, yeah, and Jeff Danish is a very good Tommy as well. I mean, there's probably uh, you could have a Tommy tournament. <laughs> Tommy of tournament. Who do uh, impression? <laughs> uh, Dean Gelber, the old manager at the uh, comedy store, uh, uh, he does a great Tommy. Uh, Jeff Richards does a good Tommy. Does he? Uh, Richards. They, well, Richards' impressions are amazing. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, that could be a funny uh, store pocket. I know. Just a bunch of guys doing Tommy. It would be real inside. People who don't know who Tommy is, and if, if you're new to the comedy store the last, say, three years, you know, you don't know who he is. I recommend you, uh, I don't know what episodes they are, but the first <laughs> in a Tommy Morris podcast on inappropriate Earl set one day sales records. Uh, <laughs> Because literally every comic in the country listened to that podcast. Okay. Because they had been fucked with by him in some varying mm. degrees. I mean, even Chris D'Elia came up to me and said, dude, I don't listen to podcasts. I listen to both. Okay. Uh, so, you know, when you have D'Elia listening to a podcast, it's a hot one. Right, 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 right. When you can draw his attention during the day. Well, he's to too fucking busy. He's right. more, you know, got six TV shows, a movie, and whatever he's got <laughs> right. going on, uh, touring. Uh, and then uh, I think the number one listened to podcast of all time is uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper's episode. Mm. But that's because when he died, the day he died, for some reason, I was the last tweet he ever did. Really? So everyone would look up my name, and then I think they would go look at the podcast. And, oh. Uh, so, uh, well, Fung, this has been, I could talk, is there any final thoughts that you want the LA comics or LA comedy connoisseurs to take with them? Uh, just uh, work hard and be humble. Be a good person. Things are gonna happen. That's what I tell myself. I think that's real. That's what I tell myself every day. And well, you, be grateful. You just lost all the comics who listen to this podcast. Work <laughs> hard and be humble. There's uh, <laughs> two things uh, that are in short supply in the LA comedy world. But uh, listen to the Chowman. Where can people find you online? Um, I uh, social media FCA zero eight zero uh Instagram Twitter uh Feng Chao eight zero eight zero and uh, if you are in Oxnard you will be able to see me Thursday Friday Saturday with a very very funny Eliza we're gonna be there yeah so guys uh become a fan of Feng Chao I know he's been on the podcast before but he's a good dude we wanted to do a catch up episode. 
break down comedy as only two soldiers can. <laughs> and uh, this will be out Monday. It's Wednesday, September 6th. So this will be out uh, on 9-11. I can't think of a better day to release <laughs> this podcast than 9-11. And on 9-17, it's uh, Daddy's birthday, September 17th. So as a present, uh, I'm sure no one will send me money. Uh leave a review on itunes literally it takes 10 fucking seconds don't play it over the top uh and uh you know just you know if you don't like the podcast put that i'll leave it up there and uh you know stop tweeting by the way i don't know who's doing this every now and then i see uh, my name tagged in on a twitter uh, tweeting at comedy central and at roast battle you know hey When's Earl going to battle again? And then some guy just put up a poll today. Who should I battle next? Uh, don't worry about it. The people I want to battle, I'll call them. I answer to no one's challenge. <laughs> Inappropriate Earl, SoundCloud and iTunes. Become a fan of the Chow Man. <laughs> <laughs>